0: It's good to hear that amen coming from the back, isn't it? Can I get an amen? Welcome back. (laughs) Keeps a-licking and keeps on ticking. Glad you're here. Um, It's a rather long scripture today, so I would like just to invite you to remain seated uh, today. Um, And also, it's good to see everybody Especially if you're visiting with us today, we're so glad you're here. And uh, I would like to make a motion that we roll the clocks back one hour every Saturday night. Can we? I, I feel like this is just, it's my favorite Sunday of the year. <laughs> Y'all can have spring forward, but fall back for a preacher is nice. <laughs> All right. Hear these beautiful words from the Apostle Paul. To the church at Ephesus, chapter 1, beginning in verse 11. Hear God's word. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His saints, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. That power which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you for permitting me to do a rather dramatic reading. Because when you read these words, it's easy. It's, Paul does like a run-on sentence, doesn't he? And it's just these big ideas. He's hurling T-bone steaks at us, you know, and we don't even have time to chew it. And so we have to grasp the bigness of what Paul is trying to say to this little bitty cohort of saints. By the way, what's the New Testament definition of a saint? We do this every All Saints Day, right? A saint is one who trusts in Christ. So I know some of us would say, oh, you know, I'm not a saint. And I know when we look at these names on the front of the bulletin, some of them we would go, now they were a saint, and some of them will go, well, now I I knew them. uh," Right? And I know that many on this list, I think perhaps all on this list, would say bashfully, now, now, I'm not a saint. Don't make me out to be more than What I am, and yet, God in Christ says to you and me, "Oh, you're not a sinner anymore. You're a saint. You're holy." That's what this text is about. You're, and it's all past tense. Did you notice that? You're chosen. You're chosen. Anybody terrible at kickball? You know, remember not. You remember. Please let, especially if you're a boy and they would pick boy, girl, boy, girl. You didn't want to be the last boy. And they pick a girl before you. Remember those days? What does it say when God says, you're chosen? I want you. You're predestined. I got a plan for this. I know we're Methodists, but we believe in predestination, okay? God knew. And it's for God's glory. It's for the praise of God's glory. You're included in Christ. You're included. All of us are included in Christ. And in case you're going, well, I don't know about me. No, 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 no. You're marked. You are marked. You're a marked man. You're a marked woman. How am I marked? With the Holy Spirit. And that's something that the early church couldn't deny. They got the Holy Spirit. They knew that, because they knew once they were like this, and now, whoa, baby, something happened when I came to church, and I gave my life to Jesus, and he says, you know that Holy Spirit, you're marked, you got the Spirit of God in you, you can't deny that. In fact, you're sealed, you seal a letter, you seal an important document. Somebody was asking me the other day, do you know somebody who's a notary I gotta have something sealed. I have it's gotta be official. And he says, you're sealed. It's done. And y- y'all tracking with this? It's a done deal. It's signed, sealed, delivered, sealed, guaranteed. There's a deposit. You ever put down a deposit? Hey, I put down a deposit on this property. Right? I I got first dibs. What does it say? You've received the Holy Spirit. That's a deposit. God's put down a deposit on you. Guaranteeing what? We just read it. An inheritance. A glorious inheritance. This is all that's true. This is already true about you and me. If you trust in Christ, it's true. All the promises in Christ are true for you right now. Amen? And Paul says he's heard about, he's writing to him, because I keep hearing about your faith, how you keep trusting in God in the midst of hard circumstances, and I keep hearing about your love. I keep hearing about your love for all the saints. This is a church that's trusting in God and trying to love each other. And then Paul says, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for this little church. This little church. He says, I'm praying for you. I keep thanking God for you. I remember you all the time. And I pray that God may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. They've already got the spirit. And he's saying, I want you to have more wisdom. I want you to have more revealing from God. God would show you. God would open. And he says this. God would open the eyes of your heart. And later in Ephesians, he says that same kind of language. To know the love of God. But in this first chapter, he says, I want your eyes to be opened so that you know hope we got so much hope. And and I feel like Paul sees it, and he's saying to them, man, you guys got it. I just want you to open up your eyes. Okay, not your eyes, eyes, the eyes of your heart, so that you can see the tremendous hope. What is hope? Hope is the belief that it's going to get better. And we live in a world right now that is in the grip of cynicism and despair. The air we breathe, especially in this wonderfully blessed country called America, is everything is going to get worse. And Paul says, Nuh uh. Oh, quite contrary no it's gonna get better you got so much hope I just wish you could know what does he say I wish you could know the hope to which he's called you your life is not in vain we you are a part of God's plan Your life is for God's glory. It's not a waste. There is hope God has called you for. And he says, I wish your eyes could be opened so that you could see the riches. And this is not prosperity gospel stuff, for goodness sakes. What is this? This is the riches of our inheritance in Christ. What is that? I wish your eyes could be opened that you could see the riches. What are they? I'm included in Christ. I'm saved. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty. I don't have to... uh, Somebody here today needs to know, you don't have to be Eeyore anymore. Well, whoa. You know me, I always mess everything up. No! Of, co- of course, we all have burdens. And I know many of you in this room, especially on this day when we remember our dearly departed, of course there's pain. Of course there's sadness. Of course there's grief upon grief. A, a pastor friend of mine's 24 year old son died this past week, tragically. And then always tragically when it's a young. Yeah, died tragically. And I'm, it's on my heart, just grief upon grief, right? Of course there's burdens. Of course there's sadness. But guys, well, you've got an inheritance coming. When people die, we have to deal with that, don't we? Anybody ever been the executor of a will? Isn't that just a joy and a pleasure? Isn't it great how families always get along so well when their loved ones depart? We do our best, but boy, human nature shows up, doesn't it? And I've been thinking about this because these saints that we're going to light these candles for, these, these loved ones, they've left us an inheritance, haven't they? In different ways. They've left us an example. Some, they've literally left an inheritance. Some have left a great inheritance. Some have left a meager inheritance. But it's precious. It's precious. But what about the inheritance that God has left for them and for us? (laughs) How, how, How do you sum up this bread and this cup? Talk about an inheritance. Talk about being included in Christ. You are the body of Christ. Did you hear what he said? The church is the body of Christ and that Christ fills us in every way with all of the fullness of God. Talk about an inheritance. Wow. So we've got hope. Our life's not in vain. We've got an inheritance. And then he says, and you got incomparably great power. Anybody like power? Come on now. Anybody like an old car back when they knew how to make cars? I mean, come on. We like power, right? Do you like little puny guns or do you like big guns? Oh, I like little puny. Of course we like big guns. Right? Do you like to hear, when you go to an opera, do you want to hear someone kind of barely squawk it out? Or do you want to hear the soprano that almost breaks the glass with the voice that God gave her? You want power, right? And what does Paul say to this little church? You've got... Incomparably great power. You know what kind of power it is? It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's some power right there. He says, You and I, we have that power today. How do I know that these saints of God reign in glory? Because of the power of Christ, because of the power of the resurrection. I mean, come on. That is some good stuff. And so what does that mean for you and for me? We've got access. We've got hope. We've got something to look forward to. We've got power for eternal life and also power today to get through the grief, to get through the treatment, to get through... The brokenness, whatever it is, I think Garth Brooks never improved upon his song on his very first album. I'm a huge Garth Brooks fan. He's he's amazing, superstar. But his very first album, I think it was his first album, he had a song. Uh, I didn't sing it today because it makes me cry, and I didn't want to make everybody cry, you know. But it's if tomorrow never comes. Sometimes, listen to these words, sometimes late at night, sometimes late at night, I lie awake and watch her sleeping. She's lost in peaceful dream, so I turn out the light and lay there in the dark. And a thought crosses my mind, if I never wake up in the morning, will she ever doubt the way I feel about her in my heart if tomorrow never comes? And I was thinking about that this week, thinking about this hope, because we're all wanting to know, is our life good enough? Right? Am I, am I okay? Am I doing okay? Am I included? Am I chosen? Do I measure up? And we lie in our beds late at night and we wonder. Did I love well enough? Did I, did I do what I was, am I, am I good enough? And we can't escape this. You and I, if you live long enough, you will lie in your bed one day and you will wonder, did my, did, did my life matter? Did I do what I ought? And I think that's when we need the eyes of our heart to be opened so that we know so we don't have to wonder late at night. We don't have to wonder late at night. But we know, oh baby, you're chosen. You're mine. I've called you. But I didn't do, la. la, la, la. that's what I dial on the cross for. All that's washed away. I got a plan for you. This is just the beginning. This is just a taste of eternal life. Thanks be to God for these saints, and we remember today. I deeply believe, I really believe, regardless of how things washed out with you and them, I deeply believe. Think about this. They are in heaven. Don't you know, that? and and, and these feeble words of mine, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. But don't you know if they could preach the sermon today from the vantage points of heaven, they would say, quit worrying about it. It's all good. You got an inheritance, baby. Hang in there. Don't you know? You, can, you know it and you already know it, don't you? God has planted eternity in your heart so that you already know that from the vantage point of heaven, they're going, all is forgotten. All is forgiven. It's all love. It's all grace. It's all mercy. Don't give up hope. Thanks be to God. Take communion. Take the body. Take the blood. Receive the Holy Spirit. And then go live. Go run with perseverance. The race marked out for you, and if you fall down, so what? That's the good stuff. Hmm. Gosh, I left out so much. <laughs> All God's people said, "Amen." <laughs> oh my gosh! I got I'm, I'm going to say it real quick. Richard Altman carried a note in his Bible that said, Preacher, your people are hungry. And every time he would preach, he'd get that note out and put it on the pulpit. How about that? Jack Keys always had candy. Always. Didn't he? He was the candy man. Sheila Singletary probably didn't get paid a lot as a preschool teacher but she used part of her pay to buy gifts and toys and stuff for the preschool kids. Grace Ray always had so much dignity, yet even in the midst of pain, she was proud and she was kind. I don't know all of these names, so I can't do this for every single one, and I wish I could, but I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to not say some of this. Mr. Monk, you know, he had quiet generosity. When, when Richard and Mary Brown moved to town, y'all know moving is stressful. And, you know, some of the stuff didn't make it, or there was a shed, they needed a shed to put some stuff in. And they had, it was, waiting, it was like the, the paycheck, the deposit hadn't been made. You know how it is, your bank's not transferred yet. And Monk, gave them a not small sum of money to go get a shed. Am I right, Mary? Or did he give you a shed? He offered. I, I like to say he bought him a shed. <laughs> but he that's the thing. He he didn't even know him yet, knew in town, and said, Oh, let me I'll get you a shed. Every time there was a need. Pat Williamson and Elva Abercrombie were artists who in their quietness created such beauty. Jimmy's self, his love for life, serving alongside Carolyn. How many drinks did he give to children in the CFC? The world may never know. Pat Sermon's, the glint in her eye, (laughs) I miss her, that revealed that glint in her eye that revealed a special combination of love and joy, and a little mischief. Their lives are large, and yet, from the vantage point of heaven, they would say, our lives are so small. Let us run with perseverance, and take hold of the life to which we are called. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You, by the grace of Jesus Christ, have what it takes to run with perseverance the race marked out for you by the power of the Holy Spirit. May you keep walking day by day in the path of Christ, and may you know, may the eyes of your heart be open that you may see the hope to which He has called you. Go in peace, and may the God of peace go with you, and all God's people said, Amen.